Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Well, hello, hello there, my beloved ones of the Red Podcast land. It's Elaine Kalila here, and I am so, so honored and excited today to have with me a beloved sister that I've known for quite a few years. Our lives have interwoven in various different ways, and so I am excitedly sitting next to Casey Baker. Hello, darling. Oh, hello. Hello. I am so happy that you have asked me to come and share this time with you. Thank Mm. you. So as you know, my job in this particular quadrant of my life in the Red Podcast is to bring you juicy, alive, embodied, erotic, fully present, divine feminine conversations of what it actually means to be a red woman, to be a woman who is leading from her heart, leading from her full expression, leading from the edge of her own evolution in the world and showing us through who she is being, how it is that all of us are being called deeper into our leadership in the world. And so Casey is someone that I have had the great honor to know over the last few years and to witness. And she is the founder of Women Speak, which is an incredible organization. You can learn all about that in her bio. And there's many, many things that I adore about this woman, but one of them is that she is dedicated to the awakening of the fully embodied voice of the feminine. Mm. And that means every single one of us as women being supported to find our voices, to find the power of our truth. And we were just talking off the record for a moment before we got into the recording. And part of what we're going to be talking about today is not just the voice that we use to speak to the world, but the voice and the truth that we use to speak in our most intimate places, our truths, how we even know what our truth is, and how we have the courage to speak it. So Casey, I'm just honored and delighted to be with you because you're such a juicy, beautiful example and role model for this in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Well, so, you know, this, this subject matter of our truth, of being able to connect with the voice. I've just been working on this myself, Casey. I was working on a class that I'm offering, or really it's a temple that I'm offering shortly here which is all to do with truth. And one of the things that I was researching was the connection between our mouths and our throats and our yonis. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Really feeling into the fact that actually our mouth, the tissue in our mouth, the tongue, the throat, um, like biologically speaking, is exactly mirroring that of our yoni. Even the neck of the cervix and the sphincter at the cervix is very, very similar to the sphincter sphincter of our larynx and so I was just looking at that from a biological point of view being wowed going wow that's such a mirror and then it got me to thinking about how much of speaking our truth for us as women is about being embodied and I'd love Mm. to start there with you because I know that this is a huge part of your work in the world and what really from my point of view of knowing your work is really what has your work stand apart in terms of what you are awakening within yourself and within others so maybe you could start by just sharing with us a little bit about what sparks to you about this connection between throat and yoni and voice and embodiment whatever whatever's lighting you up I'd love to hear Mm. I, I love that you bring this up as a fascinating example of the way that our body is just so naturally designed to be a an incredible vessel of mm. intelligence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, um, and, and it is so important for us as human beings here living in being alive, that we feel and experience freedom to communicate that intelligence. Um, and in a way that is aligned with the, the fullness of who we are. And when I say that, I mean very embodily, embodied, um, mm-hmm. that, that we are connected to the impulses that run through our body, that that comes out our mouth. When it's disconnected, right? When we are speaking, presenting ourselves, uh, living a life, um, communicating in ways that are disconnected from that, it is the source of so much suffering. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and eventually there comes to be a reckoning in our life where we realize we can't continue on that way. And so many start to go on a journey of being like, what is true for me? What, what, how do I, what is the deepest gifts that I can give? And I was born to give. Mm-hmm. And that journey is one that at the source is an embodied journey. That the, the body, the coming home to our bodies is the way to discover that. Mm-hmm. Because when we come home to our bodies, um, and specifically when we are connected to our life force energy, and that is a very, at the core and the fundamental of it, that is rooted in our sexual energy. Mm-hmm. That it, that is rooted in the, the life force, the creative mm-hmm. force within us. When we begin to become connected to that in ourselves and honor it and, 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 and become present to it, the quality of our thoughts mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. The, what we are moved to say and, and to create changes. Um, and that's an, an incredible process of awakening for mm. so many of us. We start to have insights and creative inspirations and, and all these things that light us up, right? That, that joy, that sense of aliveness lets us know this is an aligned place to be living. And, and that comes from, again, being attuned to the, the vitality and the, the turn on 
within our bodies. So one of the things that I am so passionate about, not only teaching, but in my own deepest recesses of my own personal life and journey is exploring what happens as I open more to connecting to that river of sexual energy in my body and what discoveries are there for me? What do I need to say? What, what insights am I having? Um, and that creates a life that is really interesting. And, and it's also something where when we communicate from that place, it's people feel us so deeply. They feel the fullness of our life force. They feel our essence. At the heart of it, it is the depth of our charisma mm-hmm. comes from that embodiment. And so really, um, I, I just love that you, you start with this connection between the yoni and the voice. Um, it is, it, they are, they are, they are one and the same of the same channel of intelligence that lives within us. And, uh, it's a beautiful exploration to be mm, on. Mm. Oh my gosh. So much juiciness in there. I love this connection. And, and I think that this really speaks, Casey, to your work and also to the work of the red women who I define as the ones of us who, who are kind of pushing up the edges of the, um, old patriarchal values and ways that things have been done because. Mm. Part of what I'm really hearing you talk about is we might say, well, what the heck does public speaking or speaking out in, in the world and finding your voice and your story have to do with our sexuality? I mean, surely you're not going to be running that energy on stage, are you? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> mm. And one of the things I love about your work is, is that you, you're right. And I, and I think that this is brilliant is that basically from what I understand is you're saying is that actually it is through our full embodiment and bringing that to the moment that we're stepping out into the world and speaking and also to our lives in general, our own, you know, intimate personal relationships, that there is a way in which we as women communicate differently. Mm-hmm. But we're in touch with our feminine. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you have noticed through the many, many years of working with women, because really I know that your work has been grown out of working with women and seeing how we are different and how we need need and require different kinds of tools in order to step into our power. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about that because I think that that's really revolutionary. Mm, yes. You know, we live in a world that's still... Mm-hmm. Uh, has a concept that, and this is the nature of, of the construct of the patriarchy, that leadership and professionalism in order to be trusted uh, or trustable or, or um, considered prestigious or impressive or uh, appropriate even, mm-hmm. um, has a masculine feel to it. Um, and so, and, and there's, you know, so for a long time we were in an era, you know, in the seventies and eighties and, you know, the nineties even of, of, of there being the women emerging into, for instance, positions and roles of leadership, Mm -hmm. um, in the public sphere, in the professional sphere and taking on the more masculine way to do that so that they could be accepted and excel in those places and be heard. Um, And we have reached a time 
where there's a growing movement of women who are like, no, that's not actually the truth of who I am. And when I cut off feeling, when I cut off feeling alive in my body, the natural feminine flow in my body, um, I, I am actually cutting off aspects of my intelligence. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah. And, and totally. And so this, we're, we're at a time of a major, I mean, the world has never really seen anything like it within the paradigm that we're living in of, you know, capitalism and the construct that we have of civilization right now. It's, this is, this is a, an emergent exploration for us. And, um, and, and what women are saying is, is that I, if, if I'm going to be in those spaces, eventually so many women feel they have to leave those spaces at the leadership and professionalism domains in order to feel like they can be themselves in their lives. Yeah. And, and, and so we are rewriting that right now and, and developing like the, the helping women to connect to, and this is what we do in Women Speak is to connect to the aliveness in their bodies, to, to feel, to, to connect to, uh, the, the, how it feels to be in their bodies. And that is not necessarily, some people think, well, if you are feminine, there's, that's where it brings up. If there's somebody listening and you're, and you're thinking, oh, well, does that mean a woman's going to be all like sexual on stage? What are you (laughs) saying? And and I would urge you to, to, my inquiry for that would be, is there a place in you that doesn't trust mm-hmm. the, what that means to be a woman that is feminine in her own body? There's such an inherent distrust of sexuality, of the feminine in the patriarchal system. And, and yet what I am saying is, is that the practices that we teach are helping women to find deep, like deep nervous system, internal safety to rest sovereignly in their bodies, connect to what they feel in their bodies, to to feel instead of powering through or numbing out or just freezing completely around the intensity that may come up in their body before they speak up in a meeting or have a difficult conversation, excuse me, or speak on a public stage, there's another option. You can and this is a feminine superpower. You can open into that intensity. You can open into that sensation. And that's a muscle to develop of how to expand our capacity to feel more and be grounded and sovereign in ourselves as we do it. And so you learn how to channel feelings and intense sensations through your body that come up before speaking your truth so that you feel safe inside yourself. Mm. To speak what needs to be said and to do it in a way that is undefended. Mm. So undefended meaning, you know, a lot of times in order to say that thing, right? We, we sometimes put on like an energetic mask mm-hmm. around ourselves to protect ourselves mm. or to put a little extra oomph around it. So it's, it, it gets, make sure it gets heard. But when we can learn how to just stand as Queens, mm. really, in the truth of what we know, feeling fully our heart and our body, and to speak the truth that needs to be said, being a yes to the intensity of the power that flows through us when we have truth thundering through our being, mm. then we have nothing 
to defend. We can be fully who we are. And that is our access to incredible power and influence. Because it's not just about what you say. It's, it's, it's who you be as you say it. Mm-hmm. And that is this, uh, you know, I, I think we're at a time where the, the um, you know, we've had sort of like the, for, for so long, I was just talking about this with one. Oh, with Jen Bachelary, my mm-hmm. you know Jen from our trip mm-hmm. to Avalon. So we were, we were just talking about this at her Beltane Festival that she put on her her farm that she just bought, and and we were talking about how there's this you know through time and all these you know uh, myth stories and and songs of the maiden mother crone mm-hmm. and how beautiful that is. But but we are in a time where there's another aspect of the feminine that is emerging that is not represented in all of those it's the queen yeah and um and learning how to be the queen in the world is an energy that is very new to this patriarchal system and and this is partly what we're doing with women speak is helping bring out all the queens in their community um to mm-hmm. be themselves and speak and share their voice and 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 honor the aliveness that flows through their body as a source mm-hmm. of their wisdom Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. One of the faces of the Magdalene, the six faces that we work with is, of course, the Sovereign Queen. Mm-hmm. And that energy, I, I really agree with you, as being... Um, you know, obviously we have access to these archetypes, whatever age and stage we're at, because they all live within us. And there is an age and stage of maturation for women in their lives. And I was just talking to you about this right before we came on air, which was that, you know, I'm about to turn 54 this year. I'm Mm. practically postmenopausal, you know, in the last dregs of that journey. And there is this archetype that I believe is rising up within us, um, particularly in this phase between mother and crone, which is this queen energy, which is to do with dominion and authentic power and our our sovereignty and a sense of sitting on our own throne and our own inner knowing. And there's a lot in my experience, Casey, and I think this is really powerful to do with speaking truth. And I actually Mm. had this conversation earlier in the podcast episodes with my beloved sister, Lisa Schrader. We did an episode called Magnificent Menopause. And she was talking about some of the shifts that happen in menopause for us as women. And one of the ones that she spoke about, and I think that this um, may dovetail into another piece that I'd love to speak to you about, but she was talking about how what tends to happen when we come into our menopausal years, these queen years, is, is that we're no longer willing to deny what we know. We're no longer to be, we're no longer willing to be in any way performative or to put on a mask or to pretend in order to please someone else. We're no longer willing to um, bend out of shape ourselves in order to accommodate someone else's desires or needs. Mm. And I, I heard you before we came on air, and I'd love to invite you to speak into this, that you've been through your own initiation gateway in the last couple of years mm. around here you are, this very powerful leader in the world who brings together women, right, to be embodied in their voice and speak their voice. And what you alluded to, to me, you know, behind the curtains of the Red Podcast was that, you know, that you've really had to learn how to bring this into your own life. And I'd love, love, love to invite you to speak into how you've been initiated 
into the throat chakra, into speaking your own truth and knowing your own truth in your personal relationships. Mm, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I really feel I'm at a, a moment where I've done so much deep exploration and inquiry and therapy and <laughs> right? integration and, and all of this that I'm, I feel ready to speak about it from, um, you know, I feel ready to speak about it. And I think that's one of the things, you know, I've always worked with women on is, you know, at what point in the journey do we bring out what the story is that's within us to share? Uh, yeah. um, and there's, there's a place for bringing it out to be heard and seen in a small safe container because it's so important to be seen in our, our mm. process. Mm -hmm. But when we bring it out into the, you know, external world, um, mm -hmm. how important it is to, to make sure that, you know, you've really done the work of, of the integration around it. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I'm grateful for you, you know, for asking and inviting for me to speak about it. It feels so important because, it's true. Uh, you know, I, I think that in the work that I do, I work with women so much on the speaking in the outer world, affecting and changing their communities, society, their industries, their, you know, politics, you know, their, who they be in the outer world. And yet the inner world of the most intimate relationships, um, sometimes those are the places where the conditioning can run so deep that yeah. being connected to what our truth is, Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then speaking it in the face of so much fear of, of losing love or being rejected or abandoned, um, can really, you know, get in the way of us living in a really, uh, fully aligned and healthy way in our most intimate relationships. And I certainly had a huge rite of passage around that. Um, I'll share, I've had a couple of things in particular, I'll share about one and, and one, you know, that I was speaking with you about. Mm. So I, I fell in love with a man. Um, I, I got divorced uh, with my child's father, who was one of my dearest friends. Um, and this was in, you know, we, our divorce finalized in 2019. And around that time, I, I met um, uh, a wonderful man that I had a really deep, deep connection with. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a kind of connection that was a, a very, a new expanded connection for me of what is possible in the realm of heart connection and erotic, uh, connection and intimacy and spiritual connection. Um, and so I opened very deeply in this relationship in my heart and in my body. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was an incredibly special relationship to me where, um, but at a certain point, I started feeling um, some discomfort in my body and I started having some dreams hmm. that were very disturbing. Um, and all the dreams had the same theme that he was with another woman and lying to me about oh, it. Wow. And, um, and I asked him point blank yeah. and, and it was, I mean, he, he was an adamant no. And, and, and it was, it got to the, you know, but I couldn't, this feeling in my body, mm. I just, I just couldn't shake it. But, you know, yeah. I, I, uh, it was so intense. I started to feel unsafe around him. And, um, and I, and I, and when I asked him, you know, at this point we had, we had known each other very deeply, you know, he would not only say no, but he would say, look, I think you're projecting onto me your 
father who had cheated on my mother when my mom was, was when I was very, when I was a baby, um, and, and left my mom and, um, and projecting onto me what your father has done, did when you were young. And, and it was so, but it was like, as he was saying that I could feel in my body, both, both two things. One that my desire for him, my, my Yomi was, was, was essentially like clenching up. I mean, I was just like, I suddenly, I felt uh, that the, the something in the sex didn't feel as uh, full and total in my full heart expression anymore. Mm-hmm. And when he was, when I was saying how I was feeling and he was denying the truth of what I was feeling, that's when I knew I had this moment. I'll never forget. We were snuggled up in bed and he was spooning me. And I'm like, I just, I just, I feel really unsafe. I don't know what it is. And he's like, you know, I think you're really making this up in your mind. I think you're, you know, just projecting this thing onto me. And it was this, this fire in my body and this thought that I had that I was like, he's gaslighting me. Yeah. And, um, sure enough, I mean, I became like a, I I literally, and eventually became like a dog with a bone. I wouldn't let it go. And then it all came out. Yeah. That it had been going on for a while and with multiple people. And, um, and it was so massively, oh, that painful. I don't, I mean, it's just, that's a word on top of a world of feeling inside of what this was, you know, I mean, it was just devastating for me. Um, and, um, it, it was the cognitive dissonance that I felt, you know, of, of someone who I could love someone who could be so loving with me. So the, the amazingness of what we had. And then this also, I mean, it was just so difficult. My mind could not wrap around it. And I, I, um, and, you know, obviously I completely ended the relationship, um, and, uh, completely and, you know, absolutely no, 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 no communication. Actually, um, I had to make that, that boundary for myself. And I, I started doing intensive therapy. I mean, I will tell you, I have now spent the last year, um, it's been almost two years that I have been working with this amazing therapist and doing EMDR every single month. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and in that process, what I reclaimed for myself was a couple of things. Early in the relationship with him, there were a couple of things that he shared mm. that were places where I felt some discomfort about some past experiences that he had had mm. involving other women. And I did ask about it with him. I mean, I really did not just let it go. I, I did ask yeah. about it, inquired about it. And he answered, but he never fully addressed what I was asking. But I was so deep in it with wanting partnership. Uh-huh. The sex was so great. And um, the heart connection was so profound, so yeah. profound that I abandoned a part of something inside myself. And I forgive myself for this. I have so much compassion. I mean, that's a tough situation when the sex is that amazing and your heart is all wrapped in. It's like, <laughs> I, yeah. I do for that. But I, but I realized it had to really look very deeply at how I was really not fully honoring the signals my body was sending me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I was afraid of losing love. Oh. And, and, and that has been a profound yeah. investigation for me yeah. and a coming home to 
really in a deeper level, what is sovereignty and knowing sovereignty in myself and knowing what it is to not abandon myself and knowing that when I have signals in my body that there has been conditioning for me to override some of those signals and knowing that how I can make sure to really double down on my honoring and listening to my body because my body knows. Oh, my body knows. Yes. Yes. And finding the courage then to speak up about what you sense and feel in your body in the face of potentially losing something you value so much that to me has been like one of the most like ultimate dojo for me of, of what does it really mean to honor and speak my truth? Oh my gosh, honey. Yeah. 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 So now I'm starting to date again for the first time. I did, I, I completely, for the first time since puberty, um, I made a conscious decision, you know, I'm not going to engage in sexual energy with anybody other than myself. And I spent this last year, not only doing year, almost two years, it's been almost two years actually, since I've been with anyone. Um, and, um, I've had my whole life of, you know, all kinds of men and guys and either I was in relationship or I was seeking it and wanting it or pulling cards about it or praying for it. I mean, who knows, you know, all the things. And I was like, no, I'm bringing it all within. And I, and it's been, and I can share more um, separately about what this last two years has been for me um, that has been so profound, but deepening into even more fully my own sovereignty with my own, my sexual energy, my own connection between my sexual energy and my heart and the depth of honoring within. And now I've just consciously opened the door again to date. And I am emerging into this process going very slow so that I can feel Mm. what is happening in my body. What is she saying? What is she noticing? What is she sensing? What, and, and, and practicing honoring that and speaking from that place. Ooh, I want us all just take a breath right now because I, I, what I'm so present to, Casey, as you're speaking, hun, is, well, first and foremost, thank you for letting us into, you know, the inside, the interiority of your deeper work in the world. Because one of the things that I'm so aware of when it comes to feminine leadership and what we could call sacred leadership, the divine feminine, what makes it different for us to lead as women is our willingness to recognize that our interiority, our deep feeling process, our own personal initiations is what not just fuels, but really is the bedrock, the foundation of our leadership in the world. And if we're not willing to take what we teach in the world into the deepest, darkest places of Mm. our own interiority, then we're not doing that work to really line up the coherence of what we stand for. I do believe that as women standing as role models in the world, standing as ones who have influence, who have a platform, that there is an onus upon us and in fact upon all of us because we all have influence with each other to actually walk our talk. In other words, to bring it in, bring it inside, right? To really bring it inside. And so I can't help but feel how much this 
will be deepening and empowering your work with other women because you've now gone to the deeper level of really looking at where your body knew, where your body knew what was true and how hard it is to speak that truth. And it's so much harder in our intimate relationships. You know, we can be powerful in the world, but to really come deep inside and be that honest with ourselves. And then this whole piece around being gaslit and how many of us have felt freaking crazy. And I know I have in my life. This was a really big theme early in my life where people would tell me things and I knew they weren't true because I'm such an instinctual gut knowing person. Like I know whether you're telling the truth or not, I can feel it in my body. And that's one of the gifts that I bring is I can feel it if you're telling me the truth or not, right? I just have that innate knowing like so many of us do. But when we're gaslit, that Mm. cray-cray that it puts us into, that place of doubting ourselves and finding ourselves thinking we're crazy, right? And, and, And then being told you're projecting. And so I just really honor your journey and then also your decision to set a boundary with yourself for the last couple of years to actually go and do the deeper healing work that you needed to do in order to actually be in yourself to not make that repeat right to not go back into that kind of cycle with someone because it's so seductive and it's so powerful it's so true so true it's so true yes you know and i and i will say it's um Mm. I, you know, at a certain point, once I, you know, just to kind of get, you know, kind of once I started having the dreams and towards the end when it became so, if it weren't, I I felt so grateful Mm. for the work that I I do and that I've been a deep student of myself for so many years, because at a certain point it was just, it was just absolutely undeniable (laughs) right that I am hearing one thing from someone else and there's something my mind would love to believe, but my body is telling me something else. And, and, you know, it's, um, I think that we can develop a relationship with our bodies where there is a, uh, enormous, the, the, the freedom and the peace that comes from just eventually being like, I surrender to, to fully trusting my body. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and how this, this skill set that you're really speaking about, about the, oh my gosh, well, what comes up for me is really historical, Casey, you know, and it's to Mm -hmm. do with how we as women, and we all know this in our, in in the deeper blood, breath and bones of our being, right? But, you know, it's only a hundred odd years ago that women were being put into insane asylums for speaking the truth of what they knew. Mm. I really want us to grok that for a moment. Mm. This was termed as hysteria when women would become hysterical because they were being gaslit, right? Which is what happens when you are gaslit. You become hysterical because your reality is being, um, you know, denied. So therefore, what you think to be true is being denied. That brings us into a nervous nervous system dysregulation where we become hysterical, right? That's part of that that look, that's part of what happens. And that that became defined as a mental health disorder and was grounds upon which women were then incarcerated in insane asylums for Mm. life. They were, they were not, you know, and, and subject to electric shock therapies and all kinds of horrific drug therapies. 
So I want us to understand when we talk about women speaking their truth, we're talking about something that's only really been allowed, sanctioned in the Western world, and I might say in the white Western world, right? That, it, that it's been safe for women to use their voices. And I know you know this, Casey, because you work with women all over the world. And it's not, it, you know, there are plenty of women in different parts of the world and plenty of women who are different ethnicities and races who do not have the luxury of speaking their truth. Completely. And so when we, when we speak about this, we're speaking about ending a cycle of ter- horrific abuse and violence against women. Yes. And, you know, and it's it's both the, the how that gets expressed both is, you know, through government or right. uh, the institutions, but also in the most intimate <laughs> relationships. Um, and uh, bless you. Is that a sneeze? No, it was me shaking it off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a sneeze, yes. but it was me shaking it off, going Ugh. yes, uh, yes. I mean, that's the that's the appropriate sound. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, but it's like I, I will tell you, you know, very, you know, on a very, you know, kind of come back to my my personal story on this part where, where this part of where this investigation led me was to really examining, yeah, my agreement with the patriarchal system for suppressing what I know to be true in order to remain accepted and loved. Ooh, I just got total chills all over my body when you said that. That's exactly it. That's the yeah. bigger story. That's the That's it. Story. It is the bigger story and it gets expressed in these microcosm ways of intimate relationships or an even larger sense like our governments or whatever it is, but that is the agreement and and oh. getting conscious about oh I I made, I've made an agreement and I'm going to change that agreement. Yeah. I'm going to change what I am unconsciously devoted to and upholding and switch gears has been a massive thing for me of unplugging from more of this patriarchal model. And, um, you know, and it expressed itself through how I was with my father. Um, but also in the, in the overarching system. And so it's, um, I, I think it's an extraordinary and it's been amazing how after this experience, I have now communed with so many women who have been through something like this and what a rite of passage that has been for them. Um, and I just, you know, for anybody who is listening to us right now where you are experiencing or you have experienced this kind of abuse mm-hmm. and this kind of denying of your reality, um, I am with you and I feel you and and I just want you to know that, I mean, it is not okay. And there are enormous gifts of, of um, just the deeper empowerments available to us through navigating this, that, that experience. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's interesting. I, I would not wish it upon anybody. I would never want that for myself. And it's been one of the most valuable experiences of my life. And I think that that's a mark of initiation, darling. Mm -hmm. Whenever I look at my own life and I'm like, I would never wish this on anyone what's just happened here. You know, like a really, really, (laughs) and that is times I've said that I wouldn't wish this on my, you know, worst enemy. I would not. And I know that those moments when I've been called into those deep, dark nights and those deep places of confusion, of course, are the places that then yield the the soul retrieval that you're here, you know, on yes. this journey looking for that retrieval of self. And I think 
you know, for all of us to feel where we're scared to speak our truth, where we deny what we know. And I think there's so many examples of that in our daily lives, in the world that we live in, in the world that's so divided, in a world where we've been, you know, there's so much opposition and attack for different points of view. There's so little tolerance right now, right? We're still in that that phase where everyone is, you know, I strongly believe this. And if you don't believe this, then you're, you know, the work of the devil. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's really, um, you know, now more than ever that we're being challenged and initiated to be able to speak from what's real and true in ourselves. So one of the things I know we we need to complete in just a little bit here, but I'm so curious as you've been on this sort of deep personal journey that mirrors your sacred work in the world, which is really for me, the mark of a priestess, right? The mark of a red woman is that she's called to do that deeper work in service to then serving her community. Mm. I'm curious, Casey, how this has affected your um, work in the world, you know, like what's shifted or changed because of this experience? Mm, yeah, thank you. One of the biggest ways for sure, and I will say that in the work that I've done for years, supporting women in unleashing the brilliance of their voices. It's been always a, a huge part of the practices that are so unique to women speak, um, has been around really finding internal safety in their bodies, uh, channeling, you know, really connecting to their aliveness and speaking from that place. For me personally, in the last two years, I have been doing an even, I mean, I've always been for many years since I, I think my initial awakening when I was about 22 years old, I've been so passionate about exploring uh, embodiment practices. Right. Um, but it's just gone to a whole other level of profound passion. Mm-hmm. And what that's looked like is uh, I've I've just done been exploring so much more feminine energy cultivation practices on a deeper level, like feminine energy-based Qigong and um, doing a lot more work of connecting deeply to my sexual energy and and learning how to use it and channel it in all kinds of ways for my own aliveness and happiness and connection to source. Um, that to me has been one of the deepest unpluggings, right? Is mm. from the patriarchy is reconnecting to the source mm. of my own aliveness. And my sexual energy is the heart and soul of that. Um, and, and, and that is starting to express itself in a even more expanded way in my work with women speak and my, you know, uh, more private clients, my, um, upper level mastermind program courses, you know, we're starting to explore taking a lot more of this and going even deeper mm-hmm. in our own energy cultivation work. And then speaking more fully from that place, harnessing even more fully, what is the intelligence and the wisdom in this place? So it feels like a deepening of the core of what this work is, which is really the embodiment work. Um, and, you know, and my own investigation of that is taking that to a whole other level um, in the organization and, and in what we teach. Mm. So juicy. So juicy. Mm, it is. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, 
I know we need to wrap up for today, but I'm going to ask you three things that I ask every interviewee, every beloved woman that comes on the Red Podcast mm. gets asked this same question. So the first of these three questions is, R-E-D is an acronym. What does it stand for? R-E-D. Really ecstatically delighted. <laughs> Ah, yes. Really ecstatically delighted. I am planning on doing a spoken word piece once I collate enough of these together. (laughs) That will be happening. It will be a new red transmission from from the mouths of all the red women out there. Okay. My second question to you from red is, what do you avoid but secretly yearn to express, Casey Baker? Oh, (laughs) you know, I have a deep desire to, 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 to share more of my erotic love stories that I have been writing and cultivating over the years. Listen Um, to that. Yes. Both in written form and as a you know, as a, as a podcast of, of sort. Oh I, my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really opening the kimono, but it's, um, you know, I just, Oh God, I just, I can't think oh. of anything more fun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we all want that. Casey Baker's secret love stories. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Though that was a good answer. I like that one. And then the- <laughs> The final one that Red likes to ask is, what is the most revealing thing about you that you hide? (gasps) The most revealing thing about me that I hide. Okay, I have to sit with that for a moment. Yeah, sit with it. Let's see what she wants to say. (laughs) Ooh, she's going to keep on this one. Yeah, the most revealing thing about me that I hide, you know, I will say I have, I mean, just to be completely out there and honest, like I, 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 (laughs) (laughs) she's faltering. It's going to be good. (laughs) I, 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 I have a, a, a lot of capacity for a lot of expanded multi orgasms. Yeah. And um and I I feel like I could share that more generously with the the partner or partners that I'm with. Um I have it as a private practice on my own and that's both you know, channeling it up my spine into these incredible ecstatic states, my capacity of doing that, my joy of doing that. And I, I feel like I want to talk about that more. I feel like that's connected to everything we're talking about. Um, Yes. Yes. It's both sharing it and communing it with others, but also talking about it. And, um, yeah, I, I feel... Okay, so let's that, make a date. We're going to make a new red podcast date with Casey Baker and myself to talk about ecstasy and orgasms. Oh my gosh, can we please? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I'm let's so do excited. It. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because I think that this is an area of our lives as women that we still hide. I don't think we like... We, we don't feel... We don't either feel safe or um, okay to really talk about it. 
Because it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's a bit of a hidden mystery. And I think it can become so laden in, in, in comparison and competition and somehow something's wrong with me, all of that stuff. So I want to make a date with you, darling, to talk about that and talk about it from the point of view of our own relationship with ourselves. Yes. Mm, that is so... Mm. Oh. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to do that with you. And I love that you are wanting that conversation. And so, oh, yeah. (laughs) So many things to say about it. I'm about to go off on it. I can't wait to our our podcast. Oh, good. Oh, good. good. (laughs) We'll find another time to do that one. So, I want to bow to you, sweetheart. Thank you for sharing into the edges of your vulnerability. Thank you for being Mm. uh, such an amazing sister in the world. Thank you for everything that you do inside of yourself in service to your own liberation and us all being more liberated and free. I really, Mm. really witnessed that. And for all the rest of you, thanks for listening. It's been an awesome time to be together. I will be back again with another Red Podcast in the very near future. Much, much love to you all and many blessings. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings. Mm